How's that? Oh. <laughs> and that's how the episode starts. Son of a gun. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews, a father-son expedition through pop culture. We've had some technical difficulties, and of course, it was Dad's magic burp that fixed the microphone. Dad, how are you? Great. Good? Yeah, great. Uh, magic burps available on request uh, for a nominal fee. <laughs> well, this week we watched um, uh, uh, the 1935 classic Marx Brothers, A Night at the Opera. Dad, talk about A Night at the Opera. What a blast. <laughs> what a flippin' funny movie. The Marx Brothers, classic. They're nuts. <clears throat> Although... I mean, they have they have classic gags, a lot of lot of really super funny stuff. Groucho Marx is is uh, really clever, but some <clears throat> some of the stuff I was kind of surprised. Like like wa- watching a lot of it, a lot of the the dialogue, right. and even monologue from uh, Groucho. Some of it was <laughs> kind of flat and kind of I don't know, like out there in left field. Uh, well, just, ha- left field, how like references or. No, just um, well, <clears throat> some of this stuff just wasn't funny. Okay. Just, I mean, he's very Did sarcastic. A, a particular and very, line stick out to you, or? No, I can't remember specific lines, but I mean, he's very critical and sarcastic. Right. And, yeah. You know, which is right up my alley. Love it, <clears throat> but just some of this stuff just didn't seem real funny. But um, it was only. A few spots. Um, okay, majority yeah. of it was just I, ridiculous. I did funny. notice, and it's been a little while since I've watched a Marx Brothers movie, but like when Groucho is in a sequence, he is constantly talking. Yes. Like Harpo or Chico will be doing some sort of physical visual okay. business on screen. Like um, when they're in their uh, apartment uh, it, back in New York, I guess. Um, uh, they're all sitting around the breakfast table, and uh, Harpo starts making a breakfast sandwich out of pancakes and teacups. Yes. And Groucho is just constantly interjecting zippy one-liners. Yes, making comment, comments. Uh, well, <clears throat> so since, I, since Harpo doesn't speak. Well, yeah. Um, but it's like he couldn't just let the physical comedy speak for itself. You've also ha- got to have a Groucho element. Yeah, he's always well, got. Apparently. Yeah, he's, he's always got to have a comment. Right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, part of me was wondering, like, um, if you remember Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah. The setup of that show is they're they're riffing on a movie, and um, it's this is a really 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 esoteric brag, but having worked with Joel Hodgson. And learning how to do movie riffing from him. The philosophy behind that joke writing is you can't be too precious about your jokes because you're writing like one joke every three seconds or so. Okay. And if one joke doesn't hit, well, another joke will be along right. in a few seconds. Right. So I wonder if that was just like Groucho's approach. If, if he just kept spitting out these zippy one liners. Not everyone will be great, but enough of them yeah, will be great. That's a good point. And yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if there's if there's dead air time, I mean, why not fill it with yeah? And this some was uh, thirty five, so talkies were still relatively new. Yeah. So, uh, especially having originated on uh, uh, on the vaudevillian stage, um, I, it's the sheer range of talent 
in the Marx Brothers yes. is psychotic. Like, yeah. there's a dedicated sequence in almost every single Marx Brothers movie where Chico plays the piano right. and Harpo plays the, the harp. harp. Yes. And <clears throat> and just that little sequence in the middle of the movie um, where the comedy goes away yes. for about five minutes so Chico can play this beautiful harp rendition of... Uh, the, I guess the main song of the movie alone. Yes. It's like, w- there are two songs in this movie, and they play them yes. repeatedly. <laughs> alone gets like three or four repeats, and yeah. so does, um, I think, the Marx Brothers uh, bootstrapped theme music, Cosi Cosa. Yes. Uh, which I'll, I'll, I'll drop a bit of that in at the beginning of the episode so you can hear what I'm talking about. But those only two songs are replayed incessantly throughout right. the movie. You get like four different versions of them. Maybe it's the only songs they paid for. It's quite for the possible. The, and, there uh, was a couple of um, pieces of actual opera, but I'm pretty sure that was in the public domain even then. Probably, so, yeah. 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 <clears throat> there was yeah, some actual... I, I couldn't tell you if it was quality opera or not, but uh, <laughs> not being I'm not an much opera, of an opera person uh, opera myself. Person, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was no cats, uh, no. certainly. Did you have a standout moment for you uh, or a sequence? <clears throat> uh oh. Well, the the scene in on the ship on the ship in in Groucho's room. Oh, he God. was what? He was um, That's the grossest. What was his um, character name? The character's name is Otis B. Driftwood. That's right. Okay. Right. They- Driftwood. <clears throat> Hack in the Bush is another. <clears throat> I got to say my favorite um, is uh, in A Day at the Races, which is a movie that we will not cover because of uh, plot-related blackface, which is infuriating to right. me. But he's got his character name in that movie is Rufus T. Firefly. Okay. And it also includes my favorite Groucho Marx line ever, which is, I really am a horse doctor. Right. If you marry me, I'll never look at another horse again. Exactly. So, I yeah. love that so <laughs> yeah. much. Um, uh, um, but the, the bit in the, in his, uh, stateroom. He gets, he gets a, he gets a room <laughs> on a ship. It's below the decks. Uh, he's not a, a, a very well thought of, well respected, uh, character. So he gets this little room that's not much bigger than a like a double triple closet. His character is openly uh, only romancing uh, Margaret Dumont's character for her money. Yes, like he's Mrs. very Clay- very open and honest. Mrs. About- Claypool. Mrs. Claypool. Yeah. Yes, he's <clears throat> very open and honest about only being interested in her money. So he gets this tiny little real little little room with right. a little bitty porthole. And then they they put his um um K his. His trunk, his travel trunk, yeah. his travel trunk, which takes up a full third or almost a half of the room, right? And then they proceed over the next ten minutes to put in um, plumbers. What? Well, well, okay. So first, he opens up the trunk, and Chico oh. and um, Ricardo Barone, yes. uh, played by Alan Jones, okay, uh, pop out of the. They trunk. They come out of this giant trunk. Right. I mean, the trunk is. <clears throat> As big as a small right. car. And then they pull open a drawer and Harpo comes Harpo out. Harpo comes out. He's right. in the drawer sleeping in the bottom. Okay. <laughs> so there's four guys in the room. Then they, they have uh, um, the mechanics come in to fix the heating. There's two guys. They have the 
manicurists, two manicurists come in. Right. They have um, uh, the uh, plumber's assistant shows up. Yeah, the the waiters they come in with about oh I don't know it was three or four or five waiters with giant trays. Mm-hmm. They come in, um, and who else came in? I can't even. I it was it had to be upwards of like. 12 people yeah. at the end and then of course uh, uh, the end of the sketch is somebody opens the door and they all come they all fall out, out. Yeah, and they it's all fall. just but it's you know it, and they're all coming into this room like like it's normal <laughs> and it's okay when there's no way to get them in the room other than climbing on top of they, the they, people I think Harpo starts basically crowd surfing on yes. the, yeah. the the platters of food at some Pla- point very 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 <laughs> funny very oh funny. god very funny oh, well, oh of course god, the, uh, the best <clears throat> towards the beginning the uh, dinner Mrs. Claypool is mm-hmm. waiting for um, Groucho right for dinner she waits an hour, then she finds out he's sitting right behind her right. at another table with this young blonde yep. woman. Um, and uh, he tosses the young blonde woman the check and implies that she has to pay for it. Well, the the line is also nine dollars and forty cents. I wouldn't pay this if I yeah, was you. That's an outrage. I would pay it if I were you. <laughs> uh, so then they get together, but mm-hmm. um, um, that was a good gag. There's a um, another gag in the uh, in the opera when they're in uh, um, in one of the uh, boxes right. in the opera. This <clears throat> real I know exactly scary yes. scary part of the yes. opera comes on and the people are like this. All, the lighting's all subdued and it's real spooky. Kind right? Of, yeah. Sorry. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, it must have been a two second clip. <laughs> you see Groucho go boogity boogity boogity. Yeah. He just it's leans like, over to an what? audience member. Ooga, booga, booga. What? <laughs> he's always talking to people. He's always turning around and, 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 and talking to people and insulting people. And, oh, and, man. Um, just outrageous. Just insane um, so, um, shenanigans. So a couple of weeks ago, we watched uh, the Martin and Lewis Scared Stiff. Right. And it ostensibly has the same plot setup that this does it's obviously that's making fun of horror movies this right, is making right. fun of the upper Opera. class society mm-hmm. but the yep. base core subject is you get this funny team and unleash them upon people yes and i think part of the failing of scared stiff why it didn't really land for either of us this time was because the majority of that movie is them just reacting to scary things and okay. not people whereas mm-hmm. in this case it's the three marx brothers unleashed upon a full high society so high society yeah yes. so they're they're able to bounce off of the and, best and, yeah and uh, um uh, irreverent behavior whereas uh, martin and lewis you know were a little more respectable no, we've got some dog action doggies I, if you if you dogs bump the microphones, I will right. eat you. I think they're good. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Mom's coming. That's why. Here comes the, sh- the shepherd. Shepherdess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, the quote-unquote alpha has arrived and yes. has stirred up the populace. Alpha, alpha. But, uh, yeah, no, this is, this is going back to, like, the conversation we've had before, but, like, I was raised on a steady diet of Marx Brothers and Abbott and Costello. Right. And, and like, when we did eventually, like, 
on the rare occasions that we would watch a color motion picture, right. it was greatly talked about. It's like, oh, Technicolor. Yeah. Technicolor. Ooh. Made after 1960. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy pants. Yeah. <laughs> did you um were did you watch the Marx Brothers growing up or no I there was the um, Groucho had a TV show yes it was like a quiz show you or something you bet your life I believe you bet was your life I remember that show. when I was a child uh, the adults watching that but not the not particularly the movies I may have seen clips of the movies you know off and on yeah um <clears throat> uh, but uh, nothing that I w- watched personally so. Uh, just in my young adulthood, I kind of uh, got turned on to all, all these different movies. Um, you made a comment about um, um, Groucho's makeup. Yes. So I've uh, we've only seen this movie before on old VHS and, and you know, but we, we got it off of uh, uh, Google Play this time around. Right. And it's in as high definition as this movie is ever going to get. Yeah. Really. Um uh, it's you know standard aspect ratio we had the black bars on the sides of the screen because right. nobody was filming in in this division just yet right. but uh yeah the uh it, it's it's uh it's it's a fairly open fact that groucho's mustache and eyebrows were literally just grease paint yep. slathered mm-hmm. across his face yep great big wide two inch stripe across his uh, upper lip mm-hmm. and then uh, big eyebrows and what's funny from a distance if you're watching say them on a stage yeah it looks like a mustache and eyebrows yeah but up close in the movie or you can in see, high definition <clears throat> yeah you can see clearly it's grease paint <laughs> and they make no effort to it excuse ha- the fact that it's just grease paint it has no depth to it yeah, or just, or like hair-like qualities. Yeah, it's, it's literally just, just a strip of obviously black. grease paint. Yeah. And that's just, you just accept it. You can see the little indentation of whatever that thing right below your nose is yeah. called. I honestly forget what that's called. I don't know why, but I can't the grow hair thing. right there. Yeah, whatever that little indentation right below your uh, septum is. I don't know. But you could see that perfectly on yeah. his black upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it, and that was... The extent of their makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh my god. Must have taken a uh, you know all of a minute and a half to uh, prep him for a movie. Oh my god. Uh, I I have heard stories before about how he would go make public appearances and nobody would recognize him until he slapped on the fake mustache. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Which yeah. um, I don't know if you can see it from. I'm gonna see if I can make it bigger. That's useless, but whatever. I'm going to twist the laptop. This is uh, him later in life yes. during his yes. uh, 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 his game show tenure, but he did eventually grow a real mustache. He does have a mustache, but it's certainly still not the big, yeah. broad mustache. That yeah, but it's like an had. actual real mustache yeah. that has like the shape of a human face yeah. to it. I wonder where they, they got the idea for his, his makeup. I uh, anyway. couldn't begin to tell you. I, I, I dimly story. recall reading a, a loose biography of his years ago, but uh, born October 2nd, 1890, uh, and passed uh, August 19th, 77. Um, oh, my God. Animal crackers, monkey business, horse feathers, duck soup, night of the opera, day at the races, at the circus, go west. And I think that's all of the Marx Brothers movies. Okay. There, yeah. That's that's insane. I but they, <clears throat> you mentioned the talent. I mean, the the uh, 
uh, Chico and um, Harpo, phenomenal um, um, talent on playing their instruments. It, 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 like I said, the comedy kind of goes away while Harpo is on the yeah. harp. But Chico, like, just look up a video of him playing the piano. Yeah. Because the way he works the keyboard is comedy in its own yes. right. Yes. Uh, it's kind of fantastic. And the, um, oh, the other brother. Uh, we didn't get Zeppo. This wasn't a Zeppo movie. Okay, so then the, the other guy was the singer, okay. The other Zepp- guy, the fourth lead, as it were, was a guy named Alan Jones, who would be with them again on A Day at the Races. Okay. But I don't believe they worked together again. Um, doesn't, uh, Zeppo, doesn't he, uh, sing or something or? Uh, I believe so. I can't. Yes, some talent. I can't so it, pull it, a Zeppo out of my, my mind. It, um, all com- it all comes down to Groucho that has no, uh, artistic talent, no musical talent. Yeah. Okay. So this was actually the first non-Zeppo Marx Brothers movie. Okay. Zeppo was with them, uh, on the previous movie, Duck Soup. In 1933, uh, but that was the last time he made an appearance with them. Uh, but yeah, like, I I mean, Groucho is the most visually recognizable Mars right. Brothers. I mean, they don't really sell Chico disguise kits That's true. At, uh, at Halloween Yeah, stores. because you wouldn't really know who it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but but he, uh, he doesn't seem to have a, a, like a musical talent or, or, or anything. He's just his wisecracking, obnoxious... Yeah irreverent um behavior towards everybody oh man yeah and it's it's absolutely fantastic yeah Yeah. right Um. right very (laughs) very funny very classic stuff Uh, really really entertaining beautiful beautiful physical comedy just even that one little cutaway gag where you see the three uh it's um it's alan jones harpo and chico and they have character names in this movie. It's Fiorello and Tommaso. Tommaso. I what? can't be bothered to call them by yeah, their really. character names. They were just Chico and, hey, and, and, and Harpo. Um, they do this great bit where they're hungry and they go up on, uh, above deck. Oh, they're so uh, hungry, To yeah. the feast. And they get... They they each get given a plate and given like a metric ton of spaghetti, right? And then they're given a giant bread roll, and yes. they're each given a whole cask of wine. Yes, and then you just see their eyes and their smiles getting bigger as they keep getting given all of yeah. this food. And then you just cut, and they're wiping their plates clean, <laughs> and it's like they've eaten everything. It's like, yeah. did uh, they eat the wine bottles? Yeah, What's more, happening? More food than a human could eat, <laughs> and each one of them ate everything, and their plates are. Are spotless oh my god beautiful absolutely beautiful all right uh i think we've basically covered everything did you have any other things that you wanted to talk about <laughs> no it just makes me think of uh, watching other ones mm. uh you know just for the pure uh stupid entertainment well, i would absolutely be down for that yeah. Just for the pure entertainment they've got really. one i don't know i don't think i've ever seen it uh, and why is it not getting listed on IMDb? That's really irritating. Let me see if I can do a quick search. Here we go. 1946, A Night in Casablanca. 
I wow, I'm not <laughs> sure if I know that one. Uh, let's see. The Marx Brothers are employed at a hotel in post-war Casablanca, where a ring of Nazis is trying to re- oh, grammar is trying to recover a cachet of stolen treasure. All right. Well, suddenly I have a pitch for the okay. next two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to cover the original Casablanca next week Ooh. and then follow it up with? A, a night in Casablanca. Night in Casablanca. That might be a good idea. Well, there yeah. we go. There's next yeah. two weeks taken care Casablanca, of. Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, my God. You, we saw that. Well, I guess we'll talk about it on the podcast. But, yeah, we saw that all together uh, a few years ago. On the big screen, yeah. On the big screen, yeah. Now it's, yeah, let's do that. that Casablanca next Sounds week. Sounds good. Perfect. Uh, done deal. Okay. Um I am HD Lickner on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, the pod underscore Frank Twitter account got deleted. What? I, uh, okay, so this is a really dumb story. And, uh, it's, it's not really deleted. It's just locked and pending review. <laughs> I, the, Christmas Eve, I thought, wouldn't it be cute if I changed the birthday for the account of the podcast to the day the podcast was first released, which is November 21st, 2019. I don't know if you know this, but 2019 uh, makes you younger than Twitter's 13-year-old age limit. Uh, You can't join Twitter unless you're at least 13 years old. Okay. So me changing the birth date of the account to less, you know, 13 months old, apparently sent Twitter into a tizzy, thinking that they were suddenly being, you know, uh, this movie podcast account was being helmed by a one-year-old. Okay. So the, the account got locked up. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Oh my God. You can just find me on HD Lickner anyway, and at Muscle Nerd Studios uh, on Instagram. And in the meantime, I might as well start plugging this. Uh, I've scored a small role in a... Uh, live reading of William Shakespeare's Jedi the Last uh, to benefit Camp Unicorn. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to be uh, putting out a few bonus episodes of me talking to members of the cast and crew about that. So I am very excited cool. uh, because that is, of course, my favorite Star Wars movie. And uh, anytime I can get my grubby little mitts on it is... Uh, what's what's the unicorn thing? Uh, Camp Unicorn... Uh, let me pull it's for, up for unicorns. Yeah, that, it's for uni- It's for wayward unicorns. Wayward unicorns that camp like unicorn have trouble. Don't want to screw this up. Um, camp unicorn is forty-seven acres being. Oh, it's that's their Patreon. Well, okay, it's Patreon.com/slash Camp Unicorn. Uh, but they're um, uh, they're providing uh housing. And uh, other things for uh, at-risk transgender and gender non-conforming kids. Uh, I probably want to get some some proper stuff. I will be releasing uh, an episode with a few people uh, involved with the program uh, probably early next week. So, uh, but uh, it is it is a very good cause. Uh, because especially in uh, uh, the current administration, hasn't been very kind no. uh, uh, to people like that. No. Um, which is... Unless you're old white male, you're useless. God in heaven. Uh, yeah. Uh, and wealthy. Yeah, exactly. Forgot uh, that part. Uh, Mitch McConnell, I'm still willing to 
fight you with axes in front of Independence Hall in Philadelphia. Winner gets to ring the Liberty Bell. Loser dies. Gonna throw that out there now. Dad, on that note, well, take us well, away. It's almost New Year's. What the heck? Unbelievable. <laughs> but we've really consumed another year. Yahoo! This year did suck for many people for many reasons. Keep wearing your mask. I I know the vaccines are coming. Some of you may have even... Uh, hang, 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 hang on, Dad. Hang on, Dad. Mom! Are you really taking a speakerphone call while we're recording it? No, I guess not. Can you give it literally a minute and a half? Okay. Okay. Dad, please continue. Back to... <laughs> um, So, uh, New Year's, yeah, we're all hoping next year's better, of course, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It will be better after uh, January 20th, for sure. Um, Keep wearing the masks, keep social distancing, get get your um, uh, vaccination. Uh, If you're worried about what's in it, that's dumb because we take so much artificial crap in our bodies. That's why we have so, so many... Uh, uh, depressed people and cancer victims yeah. and so forth. So just take it to help the society. Remember, it's not about you. It's about us. Right. On that note, I'm done. <laughs> You're done. Well, go out and... Oh, yeah. Do something with your life. Make uh, make uh, something worthwhile. Do something valuable, worthwhile. Like, uh, I don't know, just, just help somebody out. Bye. Bye. This is Groucho Marx. A few days ago, I was talking with the director of civil defense, and he told me some things that I feel everyone should know. That's why I'm speaking to you now. Did you know, for example, that your chances of surviving an atom bomb attack are excellent? It's true, but there's a big if. You must do everything possible now to help yourself and your family. Nobody else will help you. Listen, because this is important. Keep a complete first aid kit handy. Keep a closed container of drinking water in your refrigerator. Enough for three days. Be sure you have a good fire extinguisher. Take a look around your house right now and pick out the safest spot, away from windows and doors. Make sure that every member of your family understands he is to rush to that safe spot when there's danger. I'm convinced that these precautions are necessary right now, and I hope I can convince you. They're important to your family, yourself, and your community.